is trying to make payments. Uh, there's several people that end their letters and emails and certain things with different salutations and things like that. What's they called? Salutations? I don't know why they're called that. Really kind of weird. Sounds kind of like slobber and kind of like... <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, uh, Dan Anderson, the guy that uh, shares our office space upstairs, he always ends his emails with make him famous, referring to God. And um, I think that's an awesome thing. And it's kind of, a, it's kind of what we're talking about this morning. We want to we praise, we want to honor, we want to give him glory, we want to give him thanks. We're taking a slight sidetrack from our First Timothy focus, and um, we're going we're gonna to spend some time this morning giving thanks. It's still a part of the church blueprints series because if we as a church can be completely engrossed in gratitude, we will be the church that God wants us to be. You will notice the back of your bulletin where there is normally an outline has open space today. That open space is for you to begin writing down the things that you are thankful for. I don't know about you, but I can sit in the Thanksgiving chair and I can ramble for hours and hours about the things I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for excavators and dump trucks and tractors in every single room in the house. Whether it be bright and light outside or completely dark, they're usually underneath my bare foot. I'm thankful for those because I know that that means there's a two-year-old little man running around having fun. There's so many things I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for the stack of dishes in the sink that never goes away. Carol does dishes 24-7, but that stack of dishes never goes away. It's always there. There's always dirty clothes in the clothes hamper. I'm thankful. I'm grateful for those things. I could sit in that chair all morning and ramble. But I'm not going to because I want all of you to help me sit in this chair. And in just a few minutes, I'm going to turn us all loose and allow us to spend some time in gratitude uh, and and thinking about those things. And so I want this chair filled anytime we can this morning. The way the morning's going to go is I'm going to ramble for about 10 or 15 minutes up here. Uh, It's not a normal rambling. It's more of a kind of a lot of information jam-packed into 10 or 15 minutes of of spoken word. And then we're going to break up into some gratitude activities for about 15, 20 minutes. And uh, we'll tell you more about those in just a few minutes. And then the last 15 minutes, I want us to report on what it is that we're grateful for. We want to spend some time in the Thanksgiving chair. And I want to hear from everybody about what they're thankful for, what they're grateful for. And uh, we also have a, a couple extra videos this morning uh, to end our service uh, so that we can get in this, this spirit. Definition for you before I begin. Does anybody understand what the word doxology is? Have you ever heard that phrase, doxology? By definition, doxology is simply an expression of praise to God. In the denominational world, doxology is something like a song or short saying. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Have you heard phrases like that? When I use the word doxology today, I'm not instructing you to pick up man-made traditions and add them to our services. That's not what I'm trying to get accomplished. When I use the word doxology today, what I mean is praise and thanks to an almighty God. 
You can sing it. You can pray it. You can, you can speak it. You can think it. That's what doxology is all about. Before I get rolling, let's, let's ask God to continue to join us and ask God to bless uh, the rest of our service. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for all that you do, for allowing us to be together today, for giving us a place to meet, a place to, to come together and worship you and lift you up and, and honor you. God, I pray that you, we will make you famous today, that we will make you smile today by our gratitude and thanksgiving and, and appreciation. God, thank you so much for all that you do for us and now once again bringing us together. Thank you for the clothes we have to wear and the air we have to breathe. God, there's so much that we have to be thankful for. Please bless us this morning as we focus our attention on gratitude. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. A grateful church is a great church. And there's this guy that, that uh, attends church where, where you do and he heard about Harvard academics and their white lab coats prove that the guy on probation and the kid cutting herself and the woman who just wants to, to throw in the towel, everyone else facing their own difficult battles. If they wrote down just three things a day that they were thankful for, they were less depressed, less suicidal, less apathetic than those who didn't practice a life full of gratitude. That's what this guy said. Take it or leave it. We all get to decide doxology or dark. So it started happening all throughout the church. They began picking up their pens and writing down three gifts a day. Because the research indicated that recording these blessings were, was cognitive training. It actually changed the way your brain focused and it helped you focus on goodness. It increases an individual's positive focus by 25%. What church, what community, what city doesn't need an increase in their positive focus by 25% for free nonetheless. So they, those stuck in traffic, they, they were stuck there in traffic on their way to work on Monday morning and they started counting gifts while they waited. They could testify exactly what the scientific research proves. Those who practice a life full of gratitude, those who pick up the pen and just jot, jot down three things a day that they are grateful for, have higher levels of alertness, enthusiasm, optimism, attentiveness, energy. They were more motivated. They were more likable. They were other-oriented. They were forgiving and generous, more likely to volunteer, and more likely to give back. The whole town found out giving thanks and giving back are twins. They, they work hand-in-hand. Hand. They move as one. Hundreds of experiments across countless labs posit one deafening conclusion. Gratitude interventions result in radical, transformative improvements to personal and societal well-being. So that's what the community said. Take it or leave it. We all get to decide. Doxology or dark. Chesterton said it this way. Thanks is the highest form of thought. To think is to thank. If you aren't people known, if we aren't people known for thanking God, maybe we aren't thinking enough of God. So it started a bit of a revolution around town. People in pews and in checkout lines, all looking for the good to be grateful for. 
They witness firsthand. Gratitude decreases selfishness. It, it, it decreases greed. It increases a focus on, on good, which increases levels of trust, which all together create the key elements for societal flourishing. It's what they learned. Gratitude is what lies at the heart of societal ethics. Instead of making the mistake of thinking gratitude is to be in the realm of, of domesticity or, or feminine piety or just plain unreasonable optimism, they experience the transformation. Any great church will always be associated with deep gratitude. The strange thing is, is that in spite of the magnitude of the benefits of gratitude, these white coat lab folks found that gratitude often makes men feel a little anxious because of their sense of indebtedness and obligation and self-sufficiency. But the men who did count three gifts a day, in fact, experienced a, a greater sense of well-being from the gratitude interventions than women. Even though men may not initially value gratitude the way women do, they actually have more to gain from gratitude than women. That's what the guys in the church began to realize. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18 says, Give thanks in everything, for this is the will of God. That's what the whole, whole community awakened to. Just like when Jehoshaphat sent that whole choir out in front of the army singing, Give thanks to the Lord. The gratitude sent the dark enemy fleeing. Determining factors in defeating the dark is not a strategy of, of reactivity or hostility or negativity, but a strategy of doxology. So the guy in the hard marriage, the woman with the rebellious child, the young person having a tough situation in school, that's what they did. Every single time they faced the dark, they closed their eyes. They saw themselves standing in this dark hole with a shovel. No matter how hard they tried to shovel out the door, dark, more darkness swept in. The real deal is you cannot force out darkness. What you can do is reflect the light. Amplify the light. Magnify the light so that more light drives out darkness. To pay the dark most of our attention is to mostly praise the evil one himself. To focus more on the darkness makes the dark seem stronger than the light. Which is why now is the time for radical rising of gratitude. Of light amplifiers. Gratitude amplifies goodness. So that you can hear the grace of God. Giving of thanks amplifies the light of God so that you can see the face of God in the midst of darkness. There was this woman. Who counted three gifts a day. Who amplified the light. She brought her baby into the office for me to see because she canceled her appointment for an abortion because she realized that even the unexpected can be counted as a gift. There was a man who held up the point of his pen and whispered to me that he planned to punch the point of a gun to his temple and end it all. But the point of that pen had been writing down gifts, had amplified all this light which he had been not, a, not used to and had never seen before. And he was awakened and began walking 
toward that light. This church who dared to live a life full of gratitude, to, to amplify the goodness of God's redemptive light, they testified to change the souls in their community. If you are grateful, then you are not fearful. If you are fearful, then you are, if you are not fearful, rather, then you are not violent. You are peaceful. If you are grateful, you act out of the truth of abundance, not the myth of scarcity. You become a rain, or in this time of year, Colorado, a snow of generosity that we desperately need. The church who kept thanks on their lips for their colleagues, for their kids, for their creator, they testified that gratitude stopped vicious cycles of dysfunction and created virtuous ones. Gratefulness amplifies goodness, which enhances wellness, which magnifies generousness and further multiplies more gratefulness. Breaking vicious cycles and creating virtuous ones for, for everyone in the city. Many have thought, many have thought that the virtuous cycles to only take place when we resolve issues or when there's resolution of issues. But the universal pattern throughout Scripture and these studies in their own experience mm-hmm. is a powerful paradox. There has to be revolution of authentic gratitude for there to be any authentic resolution of issues. They all thought when you are finally joyful, then you can finally be grateful. But the scripture and their studies and their own gratitude interventions proved otherwise. Only when you finally give thanks will you finally get to be joyful. Being joyful isn't what makes you grateful. Being grateful is what makes you joyful. Gratitude in our circumstances is as essential to our wholeness as any change in our circumstances. You may be thinking the situation that you're facing in in your country or in your community, in your church, or even in your family is too dark. But Jesus, when he was standing in the face of evil, what does he do? Out of a universe of supernatural option, what does Jesus decide? On the night that he was betrayed, Jesus broke bread and he lifted it and what? Gave thanks. If Jesus can give thanks in that moment, you can give thanks in anything. If Jesus chooses chooses gratitude as elemental in destroying evil, do you have any better weapon in destroying the dark? Out of all the choices Jesus chose to give thanks in the face of evil, then maybe our giving thanks is how we advance the good. Gloria Steinem says it this way. She says, gratitude never radicalized anybody. But you ask the church who dared to to count three gifts a day of their own. That's what they'll all say. Gratitude never fails to radicalize the grateful. When you are radically grateful for what you have, you will go to radical links to share it. When you are radically grateful for being blessed, you are radically generous to the oppressed. You can't be truly grateful and not be moved. Gratitude starts movements. Real gratitude doesn't make you apathetic. It makes you a real activist. Radical gratitude is the 
attitude of those who are revolutionary. So the world turns and life surges, one grace given after another. Right now, in the city of L.A., an elderly woman thanking a man for helping her off the bus. A police officer keeping his beat on the back streets of a quiet town in Kansas. A dying child in a hospital in Georgia attended by a nurse with aching feet. Your heart beating 100,000 times a day. 190,000 stars birth overhead every minute. We need someone to thank. The church known by gratitude is a church who can make God known. The people known by gratitude make their life about the language of gratitude, language of friendship with man and friendship with God. Because the one word that will come unplanned to your lips at your very end is the one word worth planning to live your one and very beautiful life by. Thanks. I want us to be a grateful church. A thankful church. A church full of gratitude. I hope that you can see that no matter what we do, it will be enhanced and, and magnified by our lives full of gratitude. We are going to break up and have some activity time now. And I'm going to explain exactly what we're talking about. I want each of us to instill within each of our own lives from 2 to 102. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. We need to fill our lives with gratitude. I've planned out and I've had help, amazing help with these three corners of the, of the room this morning. In the southwest corner, back here in the, in the left, it's an empty table because what you're going to do and what BJ's going to do is he's going to meet you in that corner with his iPad and he's going to help you if you want this option. And many of you, I think it's a good idea. I've got one on my phone. I downloaded earlier this week and I've been using it and it's been reminding me to be grateful each and every day. There's many apps out there that do exactly what we're after. They help us remember to be grateful. There's a, several dozen of them. And if it's just some sort of journaling app that you download on your phone and you're able to track how you're grateful, that's where you want to go, right back there. All right? And you can hit every one of these stations. You don't have to just, just pick one. All right? Now, the northwest corner, right over here, this is going to be more the creative, crafty kind of corner. All right? If you want to create some sort of personal journal, some sort of family journal that you can write down your, the things that you're grateful for, they've got some, some pieces of canvas back there that you can create a board and, and be able to write on uh, as a family to, to remind yourself of the things that you're grateful for. That's what's going to happen in the corner back on this side. In between those two, there's a kid's table. There's some really cool stuff for the little guys to make to help them remember to be grateful. So make sure the kids hit that one. You kids can hit all these other tables too, but make sure you hit that one right there in the middle. All right? Now, southeast. Where's Which way is southeast? Right over here. Southeast corner. This corner is the corner that if you want to go create some type of a journal, okay? If you want a hard copy journal, there's a whole bunch of spiral notebooks. There's some ways to decorate. And over here, there's also a, a list 
all kinds of great prompts to help you think of how to be grateful. So make sure, even if you don't go make a journal, make sure you grab a list from this corner over here. All right? Now, what, what direction is this corner up here? This is northeast. All right? This northeast corner has got some beautiful guitars in it. No, but what you're going to do in this, this corner is, is going to be, if you're a verbal person, if you like to communicate verbally or maybe through text message, I want those of you who like to communicate that way to come up here and pick a partner. Find someone else that you can communicate with, right? So find a friend or find somebody, meet somebody up here in this corner and say, hey, I want to communicate with you about <coughs> what I'm grateful for each and every day. Can we text? Can we have a phone call? What time of day would work for you? Can I send an email? You know what else could happen up here in this corner? Is maybe somebody with a little bit of technology brain, maybe a, a gadget geek, or a gadget geek, a Facebook geek. Somebody who, who knows a lot about Facebook. Maybe you can set up a gratitude Facebook page, and everybody could just post stuff on that Facebook page that we're grateful for. All right, so that's what's going to happen up here in this corner. Along with that, I would love to have this chair filled all the time. So I'm going to play a couple of videos during this activity time. And in between those videos, I want there to be a line of people waiting to sit in this chair. And we're going to put a little microphone over here. And I just want you to come up here and say what you're thankful for. Okay? Just shout it out to everyone so everyone can hear. Okay? Can you do that? Does that sound good? All right. What questions do you have? Did I totally confuse you? You're either completely lost or you've completely got it and I did a wonderful job explaining it and you're just ready to go. Which is it? Ready to go? All right. So we're going to... I'm going to just dismiss you here in just a couple of seconds and you just go and uh, wander off to the places where to the places where you want to be and avoid the throw up path that we're making on the on You're all right. You're okay. Avoid that spot for a while anyway. We'll get that cleaned up and uh, so everybody can go to their corners. And uh, BJ, I'll meet you back there. And I don't really have somebody picked for this corner, but we can just put some We'll meet somebody up here. Um, Sarah and Katie, I believe, will be back in that corner. Jan will be up in this corner. Preston and Colton will be back there helping the kiddos with that stuff. So let's do that. All right? Any questions? All right. We got about 15, 20 minutes. Let's break up and go to town. Let's let's pick something for yourself. All right? What are you going to do?